0: the American Towing and Recovery Institute podcast. This is DJ Harrington and I want to welcome each and every listener. Today we have Wes Wilburn on the other line. Wes, how are you today?
1: DJ, I'm doing great. We're happy to be here today and we got a very, very special episode. It's a best of episode. So DJ, we're going to do something a little different today. Today I'm going to interview you. I think a lot of people know who you are. Of course, world-class motivational speaker, et cetera. But I think some members of the telling industry don't know who you are. So um, motivational speaker, is that safe to say?
0: Yes, that's safe to say. I can't believe you want to switch roles here on me. But go ahead. You ask me some questions. I'll be happy to answer off the cuff. I. Um, Well, let's start out with the beginning Where were you born and raised? I was born in Brooklyn, New York Raised in New Jersey Right near Seton Hall University Uh, I am one of 12 children My father was vice president of Bethlehem Steel He was a school teacher Now, I got to tell you this story My dad was a school teacher Up to the time that he had his seventh child Right And, And then he needed to get a real job So he went and worked at Bethlehem Steel as a steel plate fitter for ships. And at nighttime, on Tuesday nights and on Thursday nights, Tuesday nights he taught English on the dock, and on Thursday night he taught mathematics so people could get their equivalency exam, and he was helping foreigners learn English and do math and and get their equivalency diploma for high school. One of his graduates went in for an interview at Bethlehem Steel, and the guy said, who taught you this math? And he said, Mr. Harrington on the docks on nighttime, <laughs> on Thursday nights. And they brought my father in and said, what's the deal? You, you're a teacher, but you're out there doing steel playing. He said, well, I have, at that time, eight children. And he said, I'm trying to um, just improve myself. So my father got a job inside the building, And 11 years later, he was the chief estimator of Bethlehem Steel. And within 20 years, he was vice president of Bethlehem Steel. Oh, wow. So there's 12 children. I've had uh, two brothers graduate the Naval Academy. Harrington Construction in New Jersey, which is still in New Jersey, um, during the good season of the year, they have about 250 employees. But they're a very, very large construction company up in North Jersey. And they own an Ace Hardware store, and they own a bunch of businesses up there. And uh, they've been really blessed in business. So I'm one of 12 children, uh, raised in Jersey. And um, a lot of good... One person asked me one time, he said, why are you so aggressive? And I was being interviewed by a magazine. And Wes, I got to tell you, I didn't realize it. And I said, well... My father, when I was in high school, uh, he's, he had a driver, a guy named Marshall, dropped him off at home, and there was 12 of us at that time. And uh, Marshall came into the kitchen, he told my mom and all the kids, uh, your dad's not in a good mood tonight, so uh, keep it down. So my father gets out of the car, walks in, and doesn't say anything, and he starts cutting the meat to serve us kids. And there's, you know, six boys, six girls around the table. It looked like the last supper. There were so many of us. And my father starts crying and goes upstairs. So my mom wipes her hands on her apron, runs up the stairs, and says, you know, she comes down about 10 minutes later, and she says, hey, guys, uh, Dad's not coming down tonight. So what happened? Well, Marshall tried to tell you he had a bad day. He laid off 1,116 people. And when he looked around the table that night, he had laid off 1,116 families, and it just hit him. So he he went upstairs crying, felt terrible. So I was in high school at the time, Wes, and I then decided I was going to do something to help get people hired at companies. And I've been running around the United States, Australia, the UK, trying to get 1,118 people hired. Different companies, you know, because of what happened to me when I was in high school. But that's how I really got into all of this, you know. Wow,
1: that that's an incredible story, (laughs) BJ. Really, someone
0: really following their dreams. Yeah, but my dad, my dad was a real strict guy and uh, believed in prayer. You know, prayer, providence, or perseveres. Prayer changes, providence provides. And perseverance accomplishes. It's like you, you and I became friends because I saw you persevere through all of your challenges in life, and you never gave up. You just kept right on going. And guys like me, you know, I look up to you, Wes, because I see it, the challenges that you've overcome and just keep going. And now the podcast is doing so well. And you have more and more people every day turning to the podcast. So it's, it's been really a, a pleasure to be involved with you, you know, in any capacity. It's just... just. Uh, it's a, you're, way, you're way too kind, DJ. You really are. I appreciate those women. You really are. Well, you kind. are. And that's how we became friends. I mean, I was just... I looked up to you and I thought, you know, this is my type of guy. I'm an, of course, I'm much older than you. I'm, I, I'm in my 70s. I tell people I served at the Last Supper. Okay. and 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 you think back. I'm one of twelve children. Uh, my brothers, uh, my brother that was an astronaut, he's passed on. Uh, my brother Michael passed has passed on. My brother Paul has passed on. Um, and it's just things that happen. My brother Bill, they Deep Pockets, who owned Harrington Construction. His sons are doing a better job than he did, but he's up in heaven. But he, I look back at him. He he never graduated high school, but left every one of his children as millionaires, and he put an addition on the school that he quit. So you never know.
1: What a what a good guy. Good good stop there, DJ. You really do. Yeah, very. So very before good. high school, and that changing experience in high school, what did you what did you want to be before that? Had
0: you thought about it? Yeah, when <clears throat> I was well. <laughs> Now, and people are going to laugh at this, but you've seen me speak, and I carry all these props with me. Right. Well, the reason why I carry the props is I was born with a speech impediment. Now, you got to remember, my dad had money, so my father sent me to linguistic school. If I did not have a father that had a good income and could take care of my father could have afforded 20 kids if he wanted to, but there was 12 of us. He made sure I went to linguistic school when I was in high school. So I didn't have to be a tradesman. I could actually go on to college and so forth. And I, I learned through speaking that if I held up a prop people in the audience look towards the prop. So if I made a mistake or something or mispronounced the word, people wouldn't catch on so fast. That's why I became the cardiologist. I wear the outfit with the stethoscope and the EMS on my jacket, educate, motivate, and carry solutions. So I was overcoming a speech impediment. And little by little, um, my first memorized really it was the Lord's Prayer, are Our Father. And so I learned how to say that without making mistakes. And then little by little, I I worked, you know, when I was in high school, I would have to read aloud for an hour and an hour and a half every day to one of my brothers or one of my sisters to help me with my speech. I have what they call a lazy tongue. So I didn't pronounce words properly.
1: We hope you're enjoying this episode. We're going to take a short commercial break and we'll be right back.
2: The American Towing and Recovery Institute is proud to announce they are the new owner of Towing Equipment Direct. This established towing equipment and supplies company is committed to help progressive towing companies stay ahead of the competition by providing the best quality of towing equipment and supplies. This online catalog with a full-service shopping cart is committed to providing the widest variety of affordable towing supplies and equipment made from the latest technology ...from the most respected brands in the industry. A popular item is the Peerless Galvanized Chain. This chain has been around for decades. We are the first to bring the superior performance chain to the towing industry. The Peerless proprietary Shield TM process has a zinc mechanical deposit galvanizing coating. With 15,000 pounds working load limit, this Peerless Galvanized Chain is the choice for towers across the country. For this and many more popular items... Go to our website at atri and click on the link towingequipmentdirect.com com, or just go directly to that site. We're working harder to make you smarter. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen.
1: We're here interviewing the world the world renowned DJ Harrington, and I've already learned quite a bit about him. of one of twelve children that's that's outstanding. And the, your father's dedication for people that work for them that says a lot too about how, the household you were raised in so yeah. you mentioned college uh, did you attend college or what did you say? yes study? I
0: did I, I went to St. Leo's in Florida it was a college at the time and I did not get accepted to any schools because of my speech uh, I was a terrible <laughs> academics but if at St. Leo's back then in the 60s um, if your father could write a check uh, to the college mm-hmm. and put an addition on a building, they accepted you. So I got my acceptance <laughs> after my father made a donation to the college. <laughs> and that's how I got into college. <laughs> my dad wrote a check and they put me in. And Wes, what's really funny is when I got there, my 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 reading was getting better and, and my speech was getting better. I became president of the student body my sophomore year in college. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Born a leader, DJ. So it, it started then, and it was one of these things. I went to Saint Leo's, and it was called Saint Leo University. I've been named to the alumni board. I I ran a sandwich shop down there. I ran a laundry service. I was always an entrepreneur. And, Boy, and it sounds like it. Yeah, but I, when I finished college, Wes was really unusual because I, I thought about becoming a Catholic priest. I thought, you know, here's God, help me with my speech. You know, maybe I could do more, and I thought I had a vocation. So I tried that for almost a year and a half, and I did not have a vocation, so I got out of it and went and worked for Bloomingdale's on 59th and Lexington in New York. And I was a buyer for Bloomingdale's. And then I got hired by Uniroyal Tire to travel and represent Uniroyal Tires. And when I moved to Georgia, I was working in a restaurant that I had invested in. So I worked Monday through Friday representing Uniroyal Tires. On weekends, I worked in a restaurant that I was part owner of, 20% owner, and I was a waiter. And I waited on a guy who was a regional manager of a Best Buys. Back then, it was like a Best Buys. And mm-hmm. he asked if I could speak to people about selling warranties for televisions and radio equipment and so forth. So I went and did that one week night. So like on a Wednesday night that I was home from Uniroyal, I went into his place at nighttime and trained his people on selling warranties. And he was going to pay me $300. Well, when I picked up my check... He gave me six hundred dollars, and he said, "I hate to tell you, you are better than anyone that I ever hired for thousand dollars. You should think about being a speaker." And that's what happened. Wow! I after that I had taste of getting offered three hundred and getting six hundred dollars to speak, I then started writing for magazines, and of course, I I've written for American Toman Magazine and Total Professional Magazine. I've been the MC for a lot of the speaking at the towing industry. And, of course, at your conventions, Wes, you were kind enough to bring me in to speak. And I've met your family and your son and and all of the good people at American Towing and Recovery Institute. They're all fine people. And they've always been very, very kind to me. And your son, Wes, has been overly kind. And, you know, I, he's a gifted guy. And he's going to be a good thespian one day. You know that. Yeah. Thank you, DJ. I do know that. Thank you very much. I appreciate those, those kind of words.
1: Um, outside of the telling industry, though, you've dealt with some pretty big corporate oh, yeah. clients as well and different organizations. Yes, I N- have. Name drop a little bit for me. And also, <laughs> talk about the writing. You're still writing
0: newspaper articles, well, aren't I you? I sure do. I sure do. Tell us, yeah. tell us about both. I, I write hey. for about 36 newspapers. I write it in the trade papers. I do auto recycling. I do towing. I do a lot of work for the Independent Automobile Dealers Association. But I've spoken at Federal Express, uh, American Express. Uh, See, when I spoke at American Express, there was a Chevrolet dealer in the audience. And he kept asking me questions. And I said, you know, I have this, and I have a lady that answers my phone, and I don't have enough work in my body shop. And I said, well, at the switchboard, she should be saying... Are you looking for new cars or are you interested in our collision center? The guy goes, that's brilliant. I said, well, she's the first person. You know, it's just like me teaching towers to say, thank you for calling ABC Towing. How may I direct your call? And they say, well, I'm looking for, you know, pickup. One moment, please. I'll send you to transfer you to, you know, to either a dispatcher or the receptionist who finds out what kind of vehicle is. Is it empty? Is it full? You know, are you on, off the side of the road? What exit are you on? If you're on the highway, what exit are you on? Are you eastbound, southbound? You know, all that information. You, we can teach all that. But it's, it's finding the person who's a good listener. You know, God gave us two ears and one mouth. It was a hint. We're supposed to be twice the amount of listening. So with American Express, I landed up getting Chevrolet. And when I went to Chevrolet, the Chevrolet people just loved me. So I did 11 years as the trainer for Chevrolet. And I flew back and forth from Georgia up to Detroit every month. I flew back and forth. I knew everybody on Delta Airlines. And I'm a gold medallion flyer for Delta. But that's how I got into a lot of good, good companies. I've, I've done Uniroyal tires, of course, federal. And I've done things west. With big companies, you know, like I've done all the carpet industries, uh, Mohawk Carpet and, and you name it. I've spoke at Lowe's, at Home Depot, um, a lot of big, big outfits that hired speakers to do motivational speaking. A lot of insurance companies hired me to do a checkup from the neck up. You know, and that's what my my thing was. And it was so nice when you asked me about the ICANN, I have to tell you something. I just, when my daughter was little, I said to her, take the training wheels off your bike. You don't need them. And little Erin, who now has three children, she looks at me and says, I can't. I said, you what? I can't. You know, that southern accent. I said, "Uh, you can. And I never want to hear you say I can't ever again. So park your bike. Come in here, and my wife was out shopping at the time. When she came home, little Aaron was cutting eyeballs out of magazines and gluing them to a side of a can. And my wife looked at me and said, what are you doing? I said, I'm having Aaron glue these eyeballs to the side of a can so she'll always have an eye can. And when she went to school the following week, the teacher said, what is this? She said, it's an eye can. And the teacher just was blown away and said, you got to be kidding me. And then, the, you know how you used to have a spelling bee, West where you had to say the word, spell the word, and say the word again, girls against the boys? Right. This teacher said to my daughter, spell the word can't. She said, uh, I'm not allowed to say that word. What? Yeah, my <laughs> father told me I can't say can't, but I can spell it on the, I can write it on the blackboard. <laughs> and she goes... I got to meet your father. <laughs> and I, I went up to the school to meet her, and the lady just said, You really serious? I said, Yeah. I, why, why is she so good in math? I used to give my daughter 25 cents between my house and Walmart to add the license plates up on the way to Walmart. So on the way to Walmart, Wes, she would earn $1, $1.50, $1.75 adding the license plate numbers. 734. What is that? Fourteen, you got it. How much is this one? Eight one seven. Uh, Sixteen, you got it. And and I did the same thing. And so now she's doing with her children. They add license plates up, you know, on the way to a place to get, you know. But I have this I can philosophy that, and I think Americans, even the word American, the last four letters of the word American is I can, I C A N, and I think more Americans should have an I can attitude. So I agree with that, DJ,
1: and I love when you're giving your motivational talk to towers. Which, by the way, towers can hire
0: you to come and do training right oh, at their place. I'd be happy to you do it. Thing? I'd be happy to do it. And listen, let me do one thing, and then you end up this thing. All right? I, I hey, one one quick second, DJ. I know we're running long, but that's okay. <laughs> you're the boss.
1: Tell them how I can't apprise when I'm answering the phone. You know, they call me. I'm is telling and we don't tow motorcycles. Or maybe they call up and they want the price, they want the price cheaper. And I, I can't do it cheaper right now if I can.
0: But what I can do is if I can hold it for a week and try to work it with something else. Exactly. Now, here's the thing. Instead of saying I can't do something, I, I actually tell people, is there an opportunity of us towing it at a certain time? See, if you need to tow today, we are so backed up today. But I want to be of service to you. Is there a possibility that it doesn't have to be done this afternoon? But maybe sometime tomorrow, if I could work it in, would that work with you? And the guy on the other end goes, "Oh Lord, yes, anytime this week." I said, "Now nah, we can do something for you." And and I want people to realize that if they're calling, and I, and I, Wes, sometimes I think some towers should actually show they're busier than they are, just to let people know. You're not my only victim of the week towing me. And I want them to know a lot of people call this facility for professional towing. That's what we do. We're professionals at it. So I actually ask him, is this a necessary job that has to be done within the next 20, 25 minutes? Or could you schedule this later so I can make a better offer for you? And the guy goes, oh, Lord, yeah. Uh, Anytime between now and Wednesday, Anytime between now and Thursday, that's fine. Good. I'll get back to you. What number can I reach you back at? And then you can put it into a plan and, and make it easier. And I know sometimes towers, you know, act like, oh, I could do anything. And, and then they're, an hour or two later, the people are still mad because you're sitting there saying, why didn't he come and get it? It's just like people that say they have a boat. And I almost want to say, is the boat empty? Where are we going to bring the boat? You know, we're not bringing it to the yard. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) We're not bringing it to the yard. (laughs) They'll never come pay for it, and they'll never see you again. (laughs) You do understand the town business. Oh, yeah. Oh, Wes. I had one guy who complained at the window about how expensive the tow was. And he said he just left his son at the hospital. And I looked at him, and I said, and they say his name was Anderson, I said, Mr. Anderson, did you just leave your son at the hospital? Yeah. And your son didn't tell you how bad it was? You didn't read the police report or anything? No, I, I just think it's a regular toe. I said, well, why don't we do this? Why don't you uh, fill in this form here a second, give me your driver's license, unless you and I walk into the yard and then you can pay me for the vehicle. Yeah, okay. So he walks out there and I said, and you talked to your son at the hospital. And the whole side of the truck had been destroyed. It was drivable. But the whole side has been wiped out. And he looks at the vehicle, looks at me, and he goes, he never said a damn word. I said, so uh, here's the cost. Now, do you want us to tow it to your facility or tow it to the repair place?" Yeah, could you? He was—he changed his whole tone altogether. The arrogance fell out of his mouth. And sometimes you just have to give the benefit of the doubt. Or the type that, that says, well, my kid could never have been in that towing situation at the university. How dare you charge $55? Did your son tell you that the vehicle was in a no-parking zone? No. Well, here's, a park, here's his car, and here's the sign next to it. We took a picture of it right before we towed it see the sign next to it that says no parking <laughs> is that your son's car uh yeah how much is it again fifty five okay here you go <laughs> but you get Wes. you get you know that's why God gave that's you two ears one mouth twice the listening <laughs> see what they say that's right absolutely but I always say thanks for calling you know I I, I don't say good morning good afternoon because too often we're, it's afternoon when we're still saying good morning so I say thanks right. for calling. Thank you for calling ABC Towing. How may I help you? Or how may I direct your call?
1: But I how know about, you work? With, yeah, go ahead. I know people that telling companies that you work with definitely gain a lot from you
0: teaching that, the different interaction skills. Yeah, and Wes, I, I think sometimes when people come in, and not that all people lie, but a lot of times in the towing industry. We have to listen to people that just outright lie. I try to tell people where your dispatch is or where you pick up your receipts, put a mirror behind you. So when you get that ugly person that comes to the window and we put up a sign, you know, smile, you're on camera and let people know we're videoing you. So if you say anything ugly or whatever... But if I put a mirror behind me, the person sees themselves in the mirror, and they diffuse automatically. They see how ugly they look when they're ugly, and all of a sudden they calm down. And you try to be tone, voice, and nice, and and, and knowing they, they had a bad day, you know, somebody hit them, or they've been in an accident, they got delayed for work, they they were late going to work, they had to do all this other you know inconveniences on their part. So I understand. It's not the best day of their life, but at the same time, they don't have to be rude or ugly either. And a lot of people come to the window and they're rude and ugly. Amen to that. Amen. You have been listening to the Best of American Towing and Recovery Institute podcast. This is DJ Harrington, and we'll see you next time.